like it did amazing. I want to record this because this actually is a pretty good topic of conversation. That's fine. My my personal criteria would be uh, the budget put behind it, the production company, and its success afterwards. Dustin is like Dustin's like as long as uh, L and M was a part of it. That's all that matters to me. I I wouldn't necessarily say success afterwards because there are some plenty of mainstream movies that did not find commercial success. That's where that's where I'm like, well, shit. How do you base a criteria? Right, but but by by Jordan standards, right? Star Wars would not be a mainstream movie until after it came out, right? Like it as a concept didn't exist beforehand. It came out. Right. Hold on. I I would I would say at the original production point of Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope, it could be considered an indie movie because it didn't have that mainstream kind of appeal to it or at least not at the beginning well, it wasn't until after the success of that indie film that it ended up becoming mainstream which is kind of where i'm at like when we're talking about sam raimi mm-hmm. very you know definitely started indie filmmaker with his friends that did a movie that turned into something that became a cult following that led to him to other directorial um jobs in the future that led to him to spider-man one two three doctor strange two which is now more mainstream. But my yeah. thing is like like Star Wars for example is harder to compare that to because it's like Star Wars did not exist before episode 4. That's but true. If we're talking about Star Wars like if someone's doing Star Wars now, it's mainstream. Right? But funny thing is technically episode 4 it, or uh Empire Strikes Back is an indie film. He bought the rights. Right. I mean, you could probably say, like, in its age, in its time, that the beginnings of Star Wars is very indie. Because, I mean, how many people were taking that type of movie seriously at that time? Now, it's definitely not it's an in indie the film. It's yeah. in the mainstream. But yeah. when it started, it was definitely yeah. considered see, an indie I, film. I don't consider Star Wars now mainstream because they have a big budget. I consider oh, God, it mainstream, no. mainstream because owns everybody know. knows what Star Wars is now. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, the, honestly, you could probably put it down to more who spends the biggest marketing budget, and that would be more closer to what mainstream is today. Because the more you market it out, the more people find out about it. Well, okay. I think it, but Star think Wars itself point, doesn't even really have to market itself anymore that much if you really think no. about it. Like everyone's gonna fuck. Everyone enjoys Star Wars. So, Star so Wars. kind of bringing us back to the the conversation me and Jordan were having before all this. Robert Rodriguez is very much an indie filmmaker, right? Very, very much. His his first sure. film was like eight grand or something. Uh, something El Mariachi. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Super cheap. He did a film with uh, James Cameron called Alito Battle Angel. Not a mainstream concept. I'm I'm sure none of y'all know what it is, right? I did. I've heard of it. it You've heard of it, but you never read the comic. I never read the comic. No. Okay. And if and if someone showed you a picture of Alita Battle Angel, would you be like, I know exactly who that is? Oh God, no. Yeah. No. Right. Okay. But it got like a 215 million dollar budget, made over 400 million dollars. That would be considered a mainstream film, right? I see. That's where I I stand away from that. I don't know that I consider the what the the monetary budget and success of the movie makes it a mainstream concept, though. Yeah. Like, oh, bless you. Bless you. 
Uh, bigger production, yes, but mainstream mm-hmm. concept. I ha- I'm not saying it's not a big big production. There's I mean, a, to could, me to me there's a difference between mainstream and big production film. It could be a mainstream yeah. production with an indie concept. I think that's the best way of putting it. Okay, that's just me. Well, yeah. So, but like I for, think, for for me, I think it could be both things. But, it, right. it could potentially people look rob ever playing both sides i <laughs> love how rob comes in and plays like the judge <laughs> like he's like the father like mediating yeah, everything he's like, like, right guys, now, like i'm just making sure we're all you're making thing. you're Boys. making some interesting points. i believe you're, you're both making, good making points. some interesting points we're i'm just... proud of you both <laughs> <laughs> And welcome back to the Centerway Society. We are done with our summer blockbuster series. I know that's very sad. Uh, We had some really great episodes, and I'm really, really happy with how everything has been turning out. But we have decided to move on to something different now that we are in September. And we are going to start talking about some of our favorite TV shows of all time and some of the fan theories behind them and why we love these shows. And since I am the host this week, I decided to start with one of my favorite shows of all time, but we'll get there in a second. Let's introduce the guys. Ladies and gentlemen, he's my chief of staff. He's my trusted advisor. It's Dustin. Me? Oh. Yes. Thank you, Rob. You're welcome. Yeah, means a lot. He's the vice president. He's the second in command. He Damn. is, quite honestly kind of useless but we like him anyway it's jordan hi jordan it started out so nice and i was like so disappointed so disappointed that i didn't get chief of staff and i was like oh shit no i got vice president better <laughs> then he shits on me so now dustin um i just want to ask you a question the show All we're right. discussing tonight mainstream or indie damn kind uh... of indie right kind of kind of uh kind of mid I dude, I I love me some West Wing. Like it's been years, but you and Rob only watched one, not even one episode. You know, one scene of this show. You and your opinion is invalid. You and Rob are the only people that know that show exists. I'm staying out of this one first. I'm going. I'm going for. I'm going. I'm going for. Martin Sheen is one of the main characters in this show. Yeah, Yeah. mediocre talent. Mediocre talent. (laughs) I just got muted and mute. Jordan's not going to be in the rest of this episode. He's going to stay in podcasting jail. <laughs> You're in podcasting jail. All right. I, I'm joking, Jordan. You know I'm joking. Come on. I'll man. take mine back too then. James isn't here and I can't shit on him. So <laughs> I, just for a brief moment. And and just like Jordan has said, uh, we are doing the West Wing. Mm-mm, um, mm-mm, mm-mm. Jordan. When you, no, when, you roll, when you roll this back, Jordan said your TV show. Dustin said West Wing. I was trying to okay. be nice still. My chief of staff, uh, your chief of staff story. leaked the information. How dare you, God, Toby? Anyways, moving on. Um, West Wing is Sorry. actually pro- probably one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Uh, it's something me and my mom used to watch when I was younger, when it was actually on live TV. And to God, just get, I really am. Um, just get a little personal. This is this show is actually kind of the bedrock uh, of relationship my wife and i have when we first met um one of the things we connected on is we were both fans of the west wing 
So we would actually hang out together and watch the seasons through. And we still do that to this day. Uh, usually, like right before we fall asleep, we'll put on the West Wing because it's easy to fall asleep to because it it's is. Com- it's it's comfort food, baby. <laughs> it is. It's it, it is very like it created the walk and talk method of shooting as far as TV shows were concerned. I mean, it's used a lot these days. So we could witch Rob, how amazing would that have been if we could plan this out better? We could have had a walk and talk podcast. Like, why did we not do that? I know, right? We all could have been like walking through a park. Would you be willing to say that West Wing is the reason that you guys have a family and a son? Yes. Look at that. West Wing making things happen. West Wing is easily what I would consider the bedrock of our relationship and our marriage. I'm, I'm really surprised your son isn't named Jed. Just saying. <laughs> well, we well, named well, him. It was, we, it was, it was probably, you know, Bobby was like, like Robert Downey. He's a junior, he's a junior, right? He's a third. We named oh, him. Sorry. A, th- a third, a third. Sorry. He's, he's a third. Mm-hmm. So it's like you get that option or you get like West Wing. And he was like, I think I want a third a little bit more than I want. You know, that I, I had to fight my brother for the name. Cause he wanted to name his firstborn son, Robert Kenneth. Cause it was our dad's name. So, Anyways, we are getting way off topic. So we are actually going to be talking about The West Wing. There are seven seasons. Uh, you go through a lot in this show. I mean, you go through re-election. You go through assassinations. You go through a kidnapping of a president's daughter. There is so much happening in this show. And it's all across seven seasons. And then you get, which I'm really kind of surprised they didn't try and extend it. Maybe, I mean, Aaron Sorkin left after the fourth season, who created The West Wing, who also mm-hmm. created uh, the American president who wrote and directed that and with, a few uh, good men, Michael Douglas and, um, and if, did Aaron Sorkin do a few good men? Mm-hmm. Oh, great. There you go. You're welcome. America. Uh, basically yeah. any political drama. It's Aaron Sorkin. Uh, also the newsroom. Great show. Really, really good. Only three seasons came out of that, but it was still really, really good. Um, but just a very, very well done show. Very well written show. Aaron Sorkin did leave at the end of the third season, I want to say, or the fourth season. I think uh, it was fourth. Yeah. I think it was fourth. So he wasn't there for the final three seasons, but you could tell that his stamp and his just his want for this show was still felt throughout that entire run. And honestly, I like I said, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. I still watch it to this day. It's on Max, so all seven seasons, so I get to watch all of it. Uh, I usually start in the for beginning uh, because by the time I get to the final seasons, I'm like, eh, I don't want to watch that. I'm going to start this over again. <laughs> yeah. So so let's get into some of the theories that surround the show. And the first theory involves goldfish. Uh, for those who have not watched the show. Like the snack? I'm getting there. In, well, I in just the, want to know if we're talking about fish or we're in, in the in the first season of the West Wing, Danny Kincannon, who is a reporter, gifted CJ, the press, the White House press secretary, a goldfish, an actual legitimate fish, because uh-huh. uh, one of the other characters, Josh Lyman, told him that CJ really liked goldfish, that she couldn't get enough of them. He thought. He meant the fish when really he meant the crackers. So, um, so the goldfish actually becomes part of the show. It's generally in the background when you go into CJ's office and 
But the goldfish actually knows more. Because if you actually pay attention throughout some episodes, the things inside of the little goldfish bowl change. Like, for example, in season five, when the former president died, there is a coffin with the American flag draped over it inside of the fishbowl. So the fish actually shows what is actually going to happen. There are instances. So the the of this. goldfish is foreshadowing, is what you're yes. saying. Yes. The goldfish foreshadows different episodes. Like and goldfish like, puts like new items in there every every episode. It's like, like oh, yeah. the, the there's an episode yeah. towards the end of episode Morning or season three. Rifle. There is like a small little thing. I, I think this is one of them. Like there's a small little thing of roses in the like it's a little figurine in the goldfish bowl. And Mark Harmon, who played uh, had a three or four episode arc where he played a Secret Service agent who was protecting CJ after she was getting death threats, when he he was shot and killed in a robbery. And when he falls, the cashier comes running around and he knocks over a thing of roses. So, like, there's, like, different ones throughout the series where the goldfish actually has things inside the bowl, if you pay attention enough, that is foreshadowing what's going to happen in the episodes. So then, hold on. I have a quick question about that. Yeah. Is it the goldfish <clears throat> that is predicting these? Or is there someone who's taking care of the goldfish bowl who is like giving hints at what's going to happen? Like, yeah, like, 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 like they're a, like they're a overarching assassin. And they're like, every time that I'm going to do something like this, I'm going to show, yeah. okay, here's, here's my, you know, like, uh, uh, home alone they you know he can put all the he turned all the water in the house so it flood and that was their signature their calling their yeah. signature the wet is this like yeah the wet bandits exactly is this what this signature is like the person's going in there and like putting a coffin in here today because someone's <laughs> oh shit like a playing card or something yeah, yeah. honestly yeah. i mean that is probably more likely but and I'd who, like would it, think, who would it be I, I would like to think it's just the goldfish man you know somebody picked that up right like it happened enough times, like the whole like what is it, deductive reasoning? Like yeah. they see the little the little signs and they're like, that goldfish is motherfucking like <laughs> or something, right? You come into work one day and you see like a nuke, like a little tiny nuke, and you're like, Oh my god, we're all dead. <laughs> so that's more of a fun fact, I guess, than a fan theory. Okay. Yeah. Okay, like the writers oh, like it's... sprinkled in like a little probably. Little I just like the idea that the goldfish is actually predicting everything that's going on. In this I show. just want to know who's who's the mastermind behind the goldfish, you know? You know? Yeah. Who's the person behind in the back behind the shadows? This is like some supernatural behind the four shit. Shadows. Like, like we have like a Chuck within West Wing. Like God exists <laughs> within the White House. Like God exists and he is American. Well, wait, 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 Catholic, wait. So. so you said you said in season two, he's like god you know that that yeah. one, that scene right when does the um the goldfish stuff start happening is it before Which, or after it that is scene? throughout the series no no no. what i'm asking is is it before it, it happens or after before that? damn there are, there are moments before what if it was god dustin jo jordan you need to watch that episode it is a really good episode it is metal as fuck so i'll i'll find the scene i'll send it to you so you can at least just watch that scene 
because you that way I can say watch I've watched two scenes. There you yeah. go. Then you'll watch two scenes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The next one is actually a theory. Um, for those who don't know, uh, Leo McGarry is the chief of staff. He's played by John Spencer, who unfortunately did pass away during filming of season seven. Uh, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But he does play Jed Bartlett's chief of staff, Leo McGarry. In reality, in actual existence, the White House chief of staff's office is just an office. It's close to where the president's Oval Office is, but it's not like deliberately right next door. However, in the West Wing, in the show itself, they show that the chief of staff's office is right through a door and a small hallway, like maybe like six feet of a hallway. And the door is constantly open. So that way they could see like during close, it's closed during some meetings and things like that. But there are times where it's open. Uh Leo McGarry's character, John Spencer's character, Leo McGarry is an alcoholic. Um, during the f- you find out that during the first uh, presidential run, he actually had a relapse during what was supposed to be a debate between President Bartlett and his opponent, which you never find out the opponent's name, which I'm kind of sad about. Um, regardless, but he ends up having a relapse. Not many people know. Um, President Bartlett. President Bartlett is one of the few who knows. There's three people who knew. So the reason, and this is just a theory, that he placed the chief of staff's office in such close proximity is so that way President Bartlett could keep an eye on his chief of staff to make sure he doesn't have another relapse. I I kind of... I could I could see that, but at the same time, there's so many things that point to him having like unlimited, like uh, what do you, what do you call it? Like just an unwavering trust in Leo. You know, I I, yeah. I don't know if he would necessarily be that scared of him relapsing, right? Like he he's not treating him with baby gloves, I guess. No, he's not treating him with kid gloves or anything like that. Yeah, I just think it is possible, like just to even in the back of his mind I, he has so much to worry about as being president of the united states that wanting your friend to be okay and with all the stress of that particular job being the chief of staff for the president of the united states i mean you got to have some type of worry in the back of your mind that you- maybe I, I honestly, I I think it is possible. I don't think it's likely, but I think it's possible. I would even counter that theory with another one. Okay, because uh, Jed has MS, right? And and yeah. Leo's the only one that that knows about it, as far as Leo I know. Leo did not find out until about ten episodes into season one. He did not know that the president had MS. The only person at that point in the white house who knew was Abby, his wife. And that's it. And after he had a collapse before the state of the union and she came rushing back, 
Leo started putting the pieces together. And that's when he confronted Abby. And that's when she told him that he has MS. Because this whole thing was Leo's plan, right? He's the one that came to him and he's like, I want you to run for president. You find that out in season three. Christmas episode. Christmas is coming up. I love, I love, I love Christmas episodes. They're just, oh my god, they're my favorite episodes. Yeah, he loves them in April, you know. I do. I can, I can watch the Ted Lasso Christmas episode anytime. It's Dude, such a great episode. A Christmas episode episode. That's definitely what we're doing Stop. around Christmas time. Anyways, we, we best Christmas that. episodes. Right, we're gonna find, gonna find like a, a Scrooge outfit to wear we, during that. We, we were not going to discuss this anymore because Jordan will get upset, and then God. we don't need that. Jordan, yeah. do you have any thoughts on this? It's yes, it's fucking August. Shut up about Christmas. Not, and then I, the episode will the come, and then the episode will come, and then his heart will go through grow three times its size. Um, three sizes. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know that I have any like like comments on it. I mean, I could see it would be a way of like kind of you know maybe like baby gloves without the baby gloves, kind of like yeah, keep an eye. But I also am not an avid watcher of the series, so I don't know what like behaviors would be and how people would typically act and respond to certain things. Maybe he put the offices so close together. So they would have like room for activities and they could hang out. There you go. Or play like foosball or something. He put him so close. He wanted to keep him close because he's the guy that's been putting the thing in the goldfish bowl. Oh, keep your like enemies closer. It kind of yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Friends close, but enemies closer. He's like, yeah. uh, I happen to know she had a few uh, (laughs) goldfish uh, figurines for like uh, bowls. Uh, Yeah, I just you know I have fish. You like them Mm, goldfish? All right. Let us move on to our next because because we got 40 minutes before Ahsoka comes on. So at the end of towards the end of season four, you find out that the vice president, John Hoynes, is involved with a woman who is not his wife. So he ends up resigning. He ends up resigning. And this leads to shenanigans aplenty because the president actually at the end of season four his daughter's kidnapped so he uh, uses the 25th amendment to excuse himself and that means that the speaker of the house takes over the presidency and he's a republican so you end up like handing power over to your rival Wait. party but that I'm, I'm getting too deep into this jordan you Hold really need to watch this show Oh, it's this also John Goodman. Hold on. This has nothing to do with the show. Is that a specific thing of the 25th Amendment? Because I thought if you yes. gave up, it, your vice president took over. Yes, but the vice president resigned because of the sex scandal. The, oh, sorry. So there, there was, was there was gotcha. no vice gotcha. president. Gotcha. Gotcha. So like, sorry, I, I, him, mis- I misunderstood what you're getting at. My bad. Him recusing himself, okay. the chief, yep. the speaker of the house was the next, was in, next line. in line. Correct. Yep. So okay. he assumed the role of the presidency. So he's handing political power to his to basically the Republican Party, who was played by John Goodman, but that really has—that's just okay. random fun facts for I you. I thought it went. I thought you were saying it went president to speaker. No, no, no. It's, a, knowing it's that president, the vice, president, vice president, and speaker yes. of the house. Okay. But yes, because of the vice up. president resigned, right, right, because okay. of a sex yes. scandal. Yes, and I'm with you now. The this is sort of a theory. I don't know if it's actually been confirmed or not. 
But the writers took Bill Clinton's sex scandal and that was the source or what inspired the vice president's scandal at the end of season four or towards I would, the end. I would definitely agree with that. I mean, the whole show in general got delayed because of that. Yes. Yeah. Cause the studio was not convinced that like anybody would want to watch a show about the president and his, uh, his staff. Well, originally the show wasn't even supposed to, and the, the president was not supposed to be involved. Martin Sheen was supposed to have a couple scenes throughout the first season, but it was mainly supposed to be about the staff. Right. But when they were writing it, Martin Sheen got involved somewhat and he loved the idea of the show and he signed on to do more episodes. So they started slowly implementing more and more of President Bartlett into the show. It got to the point where Martin Sheen was like, I want to do this full time. Like he put aside his film career so he could act, so he could be in the West Wing. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. Nice. So I would agree. Yes, it probably it probably has something to do with. I the, think originally it was supposed to be the president who had the sex scandal, but it it's Jed Bartlett. Well, then he became such an integral part of the show that they decided to do the MS scandal. And because everyone thought he was so wholesome and so good that they didn't think he would actually cheat on his wife. Dude. So they ended up doing MS instead. Tell me, tell me I'm wrong, man. Like Jed is motherfucking Captain America. Right. I would, vote, I would rather vote for Martin Sheen, like having amnesia and thinking that he's actually Jed Bartlett for president yeah. versus literally anyone else. <laughs> yeah. He's the president we need, not the one we deserve. Exactly. Yeah. Also, the, also the character the Gotham Knight, if you will. <laughs> so, is it as wholesome as I remember it? Because I mean, it's been I'm a few years yes. removed at this point. I I highly recommend watching it. Again. I'm I'm like it's terrified that I'm gonna like go back and watch it, and I'm gonna be like, oh, this is the same vibes I remember, and then they're gonna say something, I'm gonna be like, oh shit, like oh no, it's like, it's still this is not aged well. <laughs> it's yeah. still it's still that good. It makes you yearn for these kind of politics because the way things are these days, I mean, it's just it's so it's so disheartening. And this this gives you hope for what politics and for what our government could be. And I don't mean to get on a soapbox or anything, but it really does give you hope for what actual governance looks like. Now, this isn't exactly a theory right but do you think that his ms diagnosis played into him being such a good person like like let me let me kind of clarify a little bit right he's a guy who knows that this is this is going to take take him at some point right he is he doesn't let anybody you know uh bribe him he's not in anybody's pocket he is a man who is fallible he's not he's not perfect by any means but he does everything he can for the american people do you think that that played a role in it whatsoever or do you think think that's possible but a part of me a part of me wants to believe that's just who jed bartlett is yeah there's like deep in my soul i just want him to be a good person like he has flaws he has anger issues at times he fights with his wife he yells at his kids every now and then. He is a flawed human being. But at yeah. the same time, deep down, he is also just a good person. 
and he'll get mad and stuff, but he also listens to his staff. Like when they tell he listens him listens to advice, he listens to right. yes. Yeah, I was wrong, you know, you you told me yes. and stuff, and I accept that. You know, that says yes. a lot about a person, you know? It really does. Good. God, I love this show. It's so good. Mm. <clears throat> Anyways, let's let's move on because Jordan's like really getting antsy and he just wants to go watch Ahsoka. So <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So got a little motherfucking countdown timer in the back. <laughs> and and towards the towards the end of season six, um there is a group of astronauts who are stuck on the space station, the International Space Station, and no one has a spaceship that would be ready in time to go and save them because there's like an air leak or something like that they have like three days to go get these guys so they can be saved and at this point there's there there's a discussion about the fact that there is no space shuttle when basically the secretary of defense is just kind of acting a little shifty and then you find out that the military has designed and produced a space shuttle for military use it is not known there's no it is basically code word clearance or not necessarily code word clearance but one of the highest clearances that you would have to get to find out about this Uh eventually that is leaked to the press the journalist who leaked this story or wrote the story would not give up who they end up using that secret space shuttle to go and save the astronauts but it is leaked that the united states has a military shuttle so the journalist is put in jail and then there is towards the end of season six and the beginning of season seven basically you find out or at least it is said that Toby Richard Schiff's character is the one who leaked the plans there is a theory that Toby just took the fall they do not specify who leaked them but he's the one who admits to it to not only save whoever actually leaked the plans but at the same time to save the Santos McGarry ticket as they are running for election. So Toby never actually, and even Richard Schiff believes that it was someone else who did it because it would just seem completely out of character for Toby, who was no. the communications director. I did not watch the last couple of seasons, but that feels in character for him because he was yeah. very much, I wouldn't exactly say like an introvert, but he, it always felt like he was processing everything in his head. He was very much like he would let things build up and and it would all just kind of explode. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could see him very much realizing it's for the greater good for him to paint himself as a villain and take the fall for this. Yeah. So I, I honestly think honestly, I think that's true. But yeah, that's just me. Jordan, I, do you have I any thoughts well. or do you not? You're, you're good. No. Okay. 
So I got two more left. Okay. Um, in season four, you've watched season four, correct, Dustin? Yeah, I I watched up until uh Sorkin left and okay. stuff. It the tonal difference was a little weird for me, and yeah, yeah I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Well, then you would remember that Sam, Sam Seaboard, Rob Lowe's character, mm-hmm. uh, he. I'm not going to go into the whole backstory of it because otherwise we'll be here all night. Anyways, his character decides to run for Congress. He uh, is part of a special election to run in uh, Orange County's uh, 47th district to try and go to Congress. He ends up actually losing that election and Rob Lowe's character actually leaves the show. Um and then it ends up in Parks and Rec. Is that what you're telling me? He does end up in Parks and Rec. Not Sam Seaborn. No. But the reason... He got so there, happy about that. I know, right? No, I thought I was putting it together in my head. It was like Sam, a thousand move IQ thing. Okay, go ahead. Sam Seaborn and um, Chris... I forgot his last name. His character from Parks and Rec. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh, those are two completely different characters. I mean, okay, just, okay. He changes his name. He he, he, he wants changes to, his name and yeah. goes to Indiana. Mm, I don't think so. Um, but anyways, so Rob Lowe's character, R- Rob Lowe originally left is partially. It depends who you listen to. Some say it's money. Some say it's he's not getting the screen time that he wants. Uh, he's not getting the stories that he wants. So and honestly, his character did kind of fall off after the first season because he had this long overarching story throughout the first season. And after that, it just kind of like little things here and there, but there's never anything big for Sam, which was kind of disappointing because I really did like it as a character. But anyways, uh, the reason that they decided to or at least this is the theory uh, that they decided to have Sam lose the election is because Aaron Sorkin didn't want there to be a spinoff which was rumored upon when the show was originally going on that Rob Lowe was going to get a spinoff series and it was going to be Sam in Congress. I'd buy that man, because in all honesty, Rob Lowe was added to the show to get it greenlit because most of the other actors were Broadway guys yeah. and Rob Lowe had an established career in other movies and stuff. And he, he was Rob Lowe like and a- John Spencer were both the two heavies. Right. And even Martin Sheen wasn't the original choice to play the president. Right. Right. Was, who was I original? forgot who I forgot who it was. <laughs> it's I, like Johnny De- Johnny Depp. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, if I hear that, like, I'll look it up later and I'll let you know. But I honestly don't remember. Um, but they actually Aaron Sorkin went to Rob Lowe and asked him, he's like, well, we we're thinking about asking Martin Sheen when they their first guy passed. They're like, what do you think about Martin Sheen? Do you know anything? Do you know him or anything like that? And if you listen to Two Bears, One Cave, Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura's podcast, Rob Lowe recently did an episode where he talked about growing up and Martin Sheen and Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen lived like three or four houses down from him when he moved out to California. So Uh he had known Martin Sheen most of his life. Wow. So it's just like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Could you imagine living that close to the Estevez? Estevez's? 
Estevez. 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 He, they changed their yes. name when they when they're when Martin like Sheen changed their name to be uh more American sounding. Yep. Whereas Emilio was just like, I don't care. He's like, I <laughs> he was like, he was like, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be just as good with my own yeah. name. Right. So yeah. So but yeah, so I mean there is some precedence to this because um if you've ever seen MASH, I'm not sure if that's a show you guys have seen or not. I love um, me some Mash. Mash was so good. At the end of either either season two or season three, when um oh Colonel Blake was being sent home, originally what they were saying what what was going to happen was him and Radar were both going to leave, and they were going to do a spinoff series where it's like Blake at home. So oh, you wow. follow you continue to follow Colonel Blake's story as he goes back to America from the Korean War. But apparently he started writing that or coming up with the idea without the permission of the the writers and the people who came up with MASH. So that final scene where Radar comes in and tells everyone that Henry Blake died was a complete surprise to the actor. Wow. Because he thought shit. he was going to get his own spinoff series. Oh, shit. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I, 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 there is some precedence to this, and I think it's definitely something that, yeah, yeah, it, it's a little meta, but yeah, I, I, just from you know the clues and stuff that I know about the production of everything, it really does seem like Aaron Sorkin created the show, and originally it was actually supposed to be a comedy, but like, you know, it comes out, he brings in this Rob Lowe character to get it greenlit and there's a lot more of him in that first season and then trying to turn it into something about the side character that he didn't intend for it to be about yeah he's probably just fed up with it at this point and he's like you know what i'm killing him off i'm leaving the show yeah so but roblo does actually return sam seaborn returns in the seventh season and come back for a couple episodes yeah i met it more metaphorically yeah i know i'm I'm just i'm just saying that he ends up yeah does come back eventually but yeah so we are now down to our final theory, and it is probably the key theory for this episode. Oh, dropping keys when James ain't here. Oh, my God. So Clark Gregg, who was friends with Aaron Sorkin, uh, you actually see him in quite a few things that Aaron Sorkin has done. Um, he played an FBI agent by the name of Mike Casper. So the theory goes that the West Wing and the MCU exists in the same universe. And that Captain America. When Mike Casper was recruited to S.H.I.E.L.D., he changed his name to Phil Coulson. Oh, shit. Because he plays an FBI agent, and a really, really good one. So it is possible. The name change would be a little weird, but it is possible that Mike Casper is Phil Coulson. Whoa, dude, that that's amazing. But this also makes me think 
the timeline where Captain America goes back and lives out his life with Peggy Carter, he just lived the life of Jed Barnett. Dude. So Captain America becomes an economics professor? Yes, why not? He just like, you know what? I did war. I'm just going to, you know, do numbers and shit now. Yeah. And I'm going to fix the country from the inside. I'm I'm tired of beating up people. Captain America. Dude. I, I honestly don't think it's real, but that it is fun to think about. So no, I, I, I just fun. I looked it up and there's two there's two comments on the Michael Casper West Wing like uh uh fandom page. Yeah. And it's literally I've always personally loved the notion that Phil Coulson of Shield was undercover in the Bartlett administration. The West Wing is part of the MCU. I love it. That's literally the what? two comments in there, which is hilarious. But I love it. so so what 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 it would be is it, it confirmed time timeline it wouldn't add up properly that he was the fbi agent hold on that he was the fbi agent then became shield what you could say is he was shield because he i think he joined shield in 93 or 94 yeah he's shield and then he goes and changes his name to michael casper to be an fbi agent for this administration so that way shield had somebody in you know every area of the government too so you could say it that way because he would be active during 2001, which is when this would be taking place, right? Yeah. yeah. There you go. So S.H.I.E.L.D. Like had that. people in, as FBI agents in the government. Would be a better way to look at it. That is a better theory. Thank you, Jordan. There you go. Thank you, Jordan. You're welcome. That's, see, look, MCU knowledge, I can come in. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, and Chad is Captain America. Jed is Captain America. It's Captain Rogers. He's, he's Captain he just, America where the serum didn't work, so he's actually aged. Whatever. <laughs> he could kick ass if he wanted it's to. Fine. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's the end of this episode. And well, that was fun. You. That was fun. I might, I might actually one day Dude, give this show a should, chance. You should give it a chance. I highly recommend The West Wing. It is such a fun show. I enjoy it. Yeah. He's giving me a dirty look. You're uh, watching that scene where he's in the chapel, and and you got to tell me that you don't want to watch it after that scene. I'm I'm gonna find it link and send it, it to Jordan because I will send you the scene. So that's the end of this episode. Obviously, our Ahsoka reacts will come out in a few days. Um, and next week is the episode that, in theory, has been planned for the last several months, if they've actually been planning it. And I'm looking at Dustin and I'm not quite sure that he had. Because <laughs> next week we are tackling one of Jordan and Dustin's favorite shows, and that is Supernatural. Oh, yeah. I, I stand by that Supernatural, it cannot just be like it's gonna be a multi-part series. It has well, to be. Not not I, not not consecutively, but like we need to break it up over time because there's so much shit. Dude, there's Super- like there's 15, 15 seasons. seasons. Yeah. Like plus a, plus a, I have no problem with season. doing that. Yes, but yes, we have and, we have a lot of things, even stuff that we've come up with, like discussion about, like, would this be a thing? Would this be a thing based off the lore of Supernatural? So we've, we've yeah. been in it, man. And I okay. need to work this out to where Aaron can be involved in it, because I'm he's the only reason I started watching it. Like he Maybe was we like get Aaron on next week. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk to him. Anyways, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Or in a couple days when we do the Ahsoka reacts, uh, you can find us over on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Center Society. Um, go give our Facebook page a like. 
Uh, let us know what you think of the show. If we're doing a good job, if we're doing a terrible job. Yeah, uh, and check out TikToks of James fighting bears and yeah. yeah, James does allegedly. fight bears. In, allegedly. allegedly fights bears. In allegedly, uh, yeah, um, they might be people in costumes. We don't. We're know. not one hundred percent sure. To be quite honest with you. Yeah. Um. So, uh, we're over on TikTok at Centerway Society. Uh, let's see here. We're also over on YouTube. Um, uh, where you can watch us do this shenanigans. And you shenanigans. See, see Dustin's collection of awesome things and Jordan's amps and my random signs that I post yeah. every now and then. Destiny ghosts. There you go. Uh yeah. you can also listen to just us on like Spotify. You can listen to it as just podcast form over on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, anywhere you can find a podcast. So uh we will see you guys next time with Supernatural or the Ahsoka Reacts. Um yeah, that's it. Bye guys. See you next time.